I would say the biggest thing is just the energy of this city and besides of it actually I just thought everything in other cities and countries would be bigger, better and nicer. So this was not the case talking just about architecture and things like that. But I would say the biggest thing about Ukraine that I appreciate at this point a lot is just the vibe of how the people are behaving, interacting and socializing is very much different. Experience. So if you're thinking of learning a foreign language and you're really motivated, you should go ahead and check out the link below in the description uh, to this YouTube video or if you're listening on the podcast in the show notes because there you're going to find my link to italki which is a website with which I've found so many language tutors over the years. They have over 110 different languages there and you can take the classes via Skype that's what I did one-on-one -on -one to learn languages like Russian I've also learned Ukrainian using teachers that I found on italki and there they also have a function called italki classroom where you can actually take them outside of Skype there's actually a classroom feature that they've added to the service that's a great platform you also get $10 credit if you go through my special link below there in the description gets you started on Taking your first class is going to be one-to-one -one tuition. That's what I use. And that's what I found to be really effective over the year in all the languages I've been learning, like French, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, Russian, Ukrainian, Romanian, and lots more. So best of luck. Go check it out. Welcome back, everybody, to the Czar Experience video podcast with me, Connor Klein. And today I have a really special guest. I'm really excited about this one. I am here with Danny from hashtag Got a World to See YouTube channel. And we have, you know, an interesting history of kind of like stalking each other a little bit on the internet. Just a little bit. Yeah. Basically, I was actually here in Odessa last year, last summer, and YouTube suggested a video for Danny because he'd actually been traveling in Ukraine. Now, at the time, I didn't know anything about him, kind of reached out to him on Instagram. And, you know, we chatted over the last year, exchanged a lot of ideas. And it turns out that Danny was actually born here in Ukraine. I think that's what makes his story particularly interesting for you guys who are interested in traveling Eastern Europe because he was born here and then moved and grew up in Germany. And now he comes back uh, to Ukraine quite regularly, has family connections here, of course. Always funny to live in Ukraine here in Odessa and in Zaporozhye, which is in the center of Ukraine and has a big dam and all this kind of stuff in Hortitsa Island. So that might be something that you want to check out if you go there and today we're going to talk about what it's like first I'm going to introduce Danny and then we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like to come back and things that he really appreciates having grown up in Germany uh, when he comes here to Ukraine and this is really like getting the local perspective because he was born here and he has the family here but he also understands what it's like to grow up in Western Europe so I think that's a very interesting perspective Danny welcome <laughs> All right, thank you very much for having me. So obviously right now I only said a few words on this channel and you're gonna think like, hey, I hope there's not too much of an accent in my English speaking. And uh, the way Connor introduced me is like, I know how it is to grow up in the Western world, but basically the reality is that it's the only reality I really know. So as he correctly said, I was born in Ukraine, specifically in Zaporozhye, and my family immigrated to Germany when I was like six. So basically all my life I grew up in Germany, been to Ukraine regularly, yes, but I've already been talking to Connor that, but at this point he knows the city much better than I do. He has been to Ukraine probably a lot more than I have. And uh, just my backstory, basically I'm 21 years old and uh, for the most part I would say I grew up in Germany, I haven't been traveling much, 
And at some point, like three, four years ago, I said to myself, I want to see the world, I want to experience something more. And I was actually sick and tired of going only to Ukraine on family vacations. So this was kind of like the point where I did my first few trips. I really fell in love with traveling and this is how I also started my YouTube channel. I would say around a year ago, as Connor mentioned, he's seen uh, some of my Ukraine videos on those have actually been my very first few, I think, like from my big trip that I did last year, I've been gone over 10 months. Those have been the first two, three travel videos and I was actually, it was actually pretty interesting that those were the videos that he actually started to notice. And uh, yeah, since then everything has been going pretty crazy. Been traveling to 16 different countries and now coming back to Ukraine actually at this point. I start to see it with different eyes and I would say I appreciate it even more and to me it plays kind of like a different role as I said before. I was a little bit sick of it, I was a little bit bored, I thought Ukraine is just, it's, it's okay but it's nothing special. So yeah, we can get into that, you can yeah. just ask me any specific <laughs> questions. And I think that's really interesting, I think that's what a lot of people experience, like even I experienced growing up in, growing up in Ireland, it, it required me to actually leave the country and come back, right, with a fresh perspective to really appreciate it. So. Having, what do you, how has the last year of traveling affected how you view Ukraine? What do you now really appreciate? How, because Danny, you should go and check out his channel, of course. I'm going to link it below uh, in the description and in the show notes if you're listening to this on the podcast. And he's been traveling to a lot of countries. He's like, he, the reason why his English is so perfect, he actually spent some time in America. I used has, to go to school there for a year. So. For a year. But apparently he speaks up an American horrible accent. <laughs> he has a better accent and better English than me almost, I think, at this stage. And he traveled to Southeast Asia with his girlfriend primarily. That was where most of the trip was. And how has that affected how you now view Ukraine? Because having lived in Germany, you came back to see, you know, a lot. And it wasn't really, you were like, oh, I go home to see the, the folks. You weren't super enthusiastic. Yeah. What has changed? What has changed it? And what do you really appreciate? What are the highlights for you now coming back? So I'd say the main reason that did change it for me, as I said, being an immigrant family in Germany, obviously the summer vacation was always going home. So while all my friends have been going to Spain, Italy, France, for me it was always going back to Ukraine. I was happy about it, it was always a cool time, it was kind of like leaving the world of living in Germany and going to Ukraine. But I, w I was just thinking, it's, it's kind of like, in a lot of ways Ukraine is a little bit old school, uh, especially when it comes to things like infrastructure, just sometimes the types of cars that are riding around here. It's still uh, a lot of things are kind of like in Soviet times uh, setting. But I would say what really did change, uh, I would say after my first bigger trip through Europe with a few of my friends, we have been to Paris, Rome, Dublin actually. Right, my and uh, I loved it. Couple. I loved all of the cities. I would say Paris not as much, so no hate. I like the city, but I would, I would say I was surprised because I've noticed that Odessa, especially where we're sitting right now, has on the one side a lot of similarities. Just on the back there, you have a lot of uh, just cultural sites and buildings that have a very um, old history, and uh, especially the Opera House. I've been just yeah. walking around yesterday shooting here. Um, the Opera House, for people know, as the same architect as the architect in Vienna's Opera House. And that's something you're going to see if you come to Odessa. Is like it has a lot of Western European influence in the architecture. There's a statue of Richelieu, of course, the famous uh, banking family that had obviously interests all around, around Europe. Uh, and uh, Derabasas guy, the guy was uh, Derribas. He had a Spanish name. Mm -hmm. Whatever, well, Spanish or Italian. And you have the Opera House. If you look at the architecture a lot of it, it doesn't look so different to what you're going to see in other parts of Western Europe, which is unusual. And that's because the city was built quite late. Uh, it's only about 225 years old. And Odessa. yeah, Odessa, I mean, the Russians conquered this from 
the Ottoman Empire and then the Tatars and the Turks who lived here left. So they kind of built a new city on top of that. And that's what surprises, like my dad came and he was like, wow, you know, when he saw the architecture was not uh, as Soviet as he thought was expecting. Here, there's a lot of history. And we're actually here in Istanbul Park. Uh, so this actually has some things that are actually, it's been renovated. And on the other side, you have the Greek park that's been built. I'm not sure if it's called Greek or Athens Park. And that's actually because the Greeks have a lot of history in this region as well. And there's actually, a, you know, even a Greek consulate here in the city. So that's something that people, you know, get as a different, you know, an unexpected uh, attraction when they come here, when they come here in general. Yeah, I agree for sure. But to be like super honest, those wasn't, th this was not the thing that was pumping me up. This was not what I was going crazy about, you know traveling through the cities and then seeing hey Odessa is nice uh, I would say I would say the biggest thing is just the energy of this city and besides of it actually I just thought everything in other cities and countries would be bigger better and nicer so this was not the case talking just about architecture and things like that but I would say the biggest thing about Ukraine that I appreciate at this point a lot is just the vibe of how the people are behaving interacting and socializing is very much different so especially coming from Europe Germany and um, overall Western Europe when traveling through there there are huge differences but still it's kind of like more of a European vibe I don't know if you can really grasp it, if that's like something that you can really say like that but coming to Eastern Europe it just starts to be very different for me kind of like going back to Ukraine is kind of like getting into a bubble you could say of a very different influence and here I personally can really disconnect sometimes I really can find time to really relax and forget kind of like the life back at home the troubles back at home this is what I personally appreciate about Ukraine for me it's just so 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 much different everything when you walk around it just makes you think different and feel different and it's just, it's just a completely different world there are not that many similarities when it just comes to, I don't know, maybe it's not the best example to give, but I feel like just, uh, it's it's a little bit more old school also when it comes to just the type of relationships people are having. It's more traditional. Uh, the women usually are, just let me say it like that. Uh, usually, I don't know, it's maybe stupid to say, but here I feel like people are going, are more outgoing. Right now we have a Thursday afternoon and this place is absolutely packed. You see uh, dozens of cop couples running around. You see a bunch of young people and it's, I feel like just the vibe is different than in Germany. And this is something that I just started obviously to notice while being out and about, you know, for the whole of last year. So while this is very abstract, what I'm saying, right now, that's just how I feel. I would say just by being like in really huge major cities like Hong Kong, Singapore and Asia, let's say even 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 places like Los Angeles, California, New York City, those are like I would say my favorite cities and I thought I would like them way 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 much better than Odessa and it's not the case. I gotta say that just when it comes to going out and dining places and just when it go, goes to kind of like relax and having a good time. Odessa is probably in my top three, 100%. May maybe because I'm a little bit greedy, I'm a little bit very financially <laughs> cautious, so I don't like to spend a lot of money because I want to travel a lot, I want to save my budget for that. 
and that's why I maybe can enjoy being in Odessa a lot more because everything here is like priced at like 50% of a Western price, maybe even less. We have been yeah. saying like around one third of a price. I think, I think about one third to be honest, because I used to live in the southern Germany in Munich, and obviously spent a lot of time in London. Uh, so it all, all depends what your particular point of reference is in terms of prices. But uh, compared to traveling in Western Europe, and I mean like France or Belgium or somewhere like that, the Netherlands. Uh, it's it's getting yeah. close to to a third. It just Maybe. depends on what, what you're doing exactly. But I think for the top level stuff, yeah, I would say it's like a third. I've um, been just going out in the last few days. I felt like the prices rose a little bit, like 10, 20 percent. Yeah, in the last year, prices are definitely more expensive here than last year. It's definitely 20 percent more expensive, I would say. But we're starting from an extremely low base. Uh, I actually remember coming here, like before the crisis, before Euromaidan, before the revolution, and it was not that cheap at all. Uh, it was actually only a little bit cheaper than Western Europe, and now it's, of course, a lot cheaper. And as Danny just said, the fact that you can be basically a bowler here uh, for a third of the price of trying to do that, I mean, I was joking with some of my friends because uh, on Instagram stories, there's a girl who I'm a friend with, and she was in Nikki Beach in um, Saint-Tropez. That's where I'm trying to think, Saint-Tropez. Uh, Nikki Beach, which is, of course, a very glamorous place, apparently, to, to hang out. And I know a table there costs 40,000 euros for the afternoon. And she was there with all these guys, like, popping bottles of champagne, whatever, and she was filming, and I was just thinking, yeah, you know what? It doesn't really look that much different than what we do here, but um, it ain't, ain't going to cost you $40,000 or 40,000 euros to do that, right? So uh, that's one of the things that, as Danny said, you can really appreciate. You can basically, if you want to be a budget traveler here, that's fine, of course. Everything is also going to be a third cheaper of doing that in Western Europe. But if you really want to go big and have like a crazy party experience, uh, like I often do when I'm here, uh, that's also going to be just a fraction of the cost. And a lot of my friends even said that they've been to those places, spend that money, and they actually preferred it here, even relevant of the prices. As you that. said, the, the, the energy, the vibe is just a lot more pleasant uh, in a place like Odessa uh, right now, this moment, 2018. So that's good. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, <laughs> I think after we make these kind of videos, it's going to change very quickly. It's obviously, it's going to become more famous. But I think that's happening anyways. I think the cat's out of the bag. Uh, we're, well, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. For the people. So what else? The energy, that's the thing that you felt. Is there, what other things? You, you alluded there a little bit to the dynamics of relationships uh, with women a little bit. Well, because we're talking about that a little bit. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's something that I necessarily enjoy. It's not really something that I focus on just solely. I would say just the, the complete package of, uh, just to give you an example, I'm sure in Kiev there are bad areas as well, but when I first time I've been with my girlfriend in Kiev two years ago, we arrived there at like 11 p.m. and I said to myself, we're probably gonna stay in our apartment, not gonna go out, but then we decided, yeah, we wanna get a water, we wanna maybe get a few snacks. We went out and the city was just full of life. People were staying at restaurants, couple were strolling around in the streets around midnight and uh, we stayed around 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. We didn't see any person who was like, I don't know, going out of lane, running around drunk, or just someone that seemed like who wants to harm anyone, which I wouldn't, seriously, don't get me wrong. It's not like the super safest place, one of the safest countries is Singapore. This is like a country <laughs> that I talk about on my channel all the time. So it's, it's not like that. You're gonna, you're gonna see, obviously, there's, uh, you can find trouble everywhere, but for some reason, this is, this is what I meant by it with like this dynamic of a more traditional relationship maybe in a way. What I just meant is that um, I, I feel like in uh, where I'm coming from, the places where people go out to dine and party, for some reason, I don't know why, um, I feel like a lot of people are looking for trouble, there are like okay. uh, groups of dudes running around and you don't really have that here. Here everyone, I feel like 
everyone when they're going out they're going out to have a good time and they don't want anyone else to mess it up so what you're gonna see in the streets of uh, like leisure activities uh, with restaurants you're just gonna see everyone having a good time pretty much I've, I've never a single time encountered in Odessa like a situation where I personally felt like unsafe or unease because uh, and I do, I do often in the, feel like that uh, in nightlife situations in Germany, for example, in clubs or just like, it's, it's just often feels a little bit tense. It doesn't feel like as chill as it does here, but it's, yeah. it's very abstract what I'm describing right now. No, I can relate to that actually, because uh, I definitely have a lot more problems in London, uh, especially with aggression and violence than I've ever had in like it's years ago. Yeah, it's just like there's a, there's a less, uh, there's definitely, an, if you go to a place like Ireland or the United Kingdom, I would say the United Kingdom a little bit more than Ireland. There's definitely an undertone of aggression. Like, not everybody went out to have a good time. They went out to cause trouble and just to and release their aggression on, on someone unsuspecting near to them. And I've never experienced that either here in Ukraine. Uh, I think the biggest, um, yeah, once or twice guys got jealous because I was with some girls. They liked, I think that's about it. And it was like maybe twice ever in the... 500 times I've gone out in, in, in Odessa probably so it's very rare that there are any issues and just that as he said like the energy and the atmosphere um, is just really fucking cool here to be honest that's that's basically to sum it up yeah just to add to the whole dining and you said about like tables being very expensive at places I personally never had those experiences really but uh, just to add to the fact um, that when I when I've been traveling to all of those bigger major cities at some point I said like hey let's spend a little bit of budget to go to a nice place and I and I always had to say that those nice places were often spending four or five times amount the money that I would spend here to go out I didn't like them nearly as much as here and I feel like here is a huge diversity of places and they're I don't know if that's correct but I feel like they're privately owned because they're very much different you don't have the feeling of chains of uh, restaurants so for example in Germany if you go to the inner cities they're gonna be like four or five major chains and maybe like two three pops and that's pretty much it not in that not in every city but in my city for sure and here in Odessa and especially in Lviv I feel like there are places that are extremely unique and original yep. for again a fraction of the price so often telling to my girlfriend we want to move out to a new city at this moment and I've been checking on the flights we're going quite frequently to Lviv and I've been telling her hey if we want to go out and have a good weekend we're gonna pay less getting a flight to Lviv than doing the same stuff staying Crazy. in our city. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Lviv, what I have noticed in the last two years is actually the successful, a lot of these successful bars and restaurants have actually started to uh, oh, yeah, to franchise actually here in Ukraine. So it's already happening. Uh, like, for example, the Drunken Cherry, Kanavishna. Just uh, in Odessa, right? Yeah, now you see in Odessa, and I'm pretty sure like Kampot has one where we had a coffee early. It actually has one now. I see it Ocean Plaza in Kiev. But in general, he's what he's saying is completely right. It's going to be a unique uh, bar or restaurant that you go to in general. There isn't so many chains, and that kind of gives every city uh, a little bit of a different vibe. Lviv is a beautiful place uh, in the west of Ukraine, and it looks a lot more Polish because uh, it was actually part of Poland at one stage. Uh, and European in terms of architecture, the people, they speak Ukrainian as their first language and it has a little bit more of that traditional Ukrainian vibe in that sense, whilst here in Odessa it's more a mixture and international vibe. I mean, one of, one of my favorite cuisines I hear is actually Georgian food. Mm -hmm. I think like Kiev, for example, has amazing Georgian restaurants. Uh, just absolutely, all my friends who come, boom, we go to a Georgian restaurant. What would so, that be? 
Uh, which ones? Yeah, what well, will be the food? Hajapuri, uh, uh, for example, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Which is like the bread with cheese in it. You know, Hajapuri uh, porajarski has the egg in it. Uh, then you have, of course, hinkali with like these big yeah, raviolis. No, they're stuffed with juice, mm, delicious. Uh, then you have a lot of stews and um, great Georgian wine to wash it down, man. I, it just blows me away. <laughs> great. I think that's pretty good for, I think you guys have got a lot of value out of that. You got a perspective from uh, a German who was actually born here, who used to come back and think it was like, oh, we're going to Ukraine. And now he's traveled around uh, the world. And it's an amazing YouTube channel, Danny's. It's one of my favorite on YouTube. It's going to be, I don't know, this, uh, this time next year, boom. He's already a huge star. He's going to be massive. Uh, uh, with, uh, with, with real merit. I really love watching his stuff. So go check him out. I'm gonna, of course, link his channel below. And uh, now you've gotten a really interesting perspective. You know, a guy who was born here, immigrated to Germany, grew up as a, you know, in a um, Ukrainian immigrant family in Germany, comes back having traveled the world and really sees what this place has to offer. So Danny, sure. thanks a million for All sharing right. everything and I'm everyone go down, check it out. So. That's it from today's uh, podcast episode. This is Danya. It's a Jesse uh, in Ukraine. Ciao. Ciao. Sar Experience.